It's nine wins in a row for the Dodgers. Bobby Miller looked great. Ryan Yarbrough looked great. The offense didn't look great, and then it did. And then looked really great. Uh, maybe it's inevitable. So that's all that we're going to get into. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you never want to miss a day because you know we're not going to, you can just subscribe in each of those places and be notified when our episodes are up. And if you want to become part of the Everydayer Club, which is an exclusive club, all you got to do is start listening every day. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio, and I'll be going solo today, usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but uh, he's not in today. And we're both lifelong Dodger fans. We've both covered the team. We've both watched the team since we were kids. We both continue to watch the team. And uh, we're not quite insiders, but we're here to bring you what we think is a smart fan's perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what I'll be here doing today. The Dodgers won again last night. They have now won nine in a row. They continue to look really good. It was, we talked about on Monday how all the other NOS teams chasing them, minus the Rockies. We're not counting the Rockies anymore. The other NOS teams that were chasing them lost on Monday. So the Dodgers were able to gain half a game. Had they lost on Tuesday, they would have lost the game because all those NOS teams ended up winning. So a good win for the Dodgers in that sense as well as they continue to you know keep that. We're getting closer to September. The Dodgers could be double digits, uh double digit lead in the division by then if if things continue to go the way they've been going. But we will start talking about Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller had a really great game, uh, especially after the first hitter. After the first hitter, Christian Yelich singled on the first pitch of the game, and then Bobby Miller did not allow another hit the rest of the game. Yelich did end up coming around a score in that first inning, so Miller did give up the one run, uh, but that's all he gave up in six innings, and he could have went longer. He was He got through six innings at just 74 pitches, but Dave Roberts ended up, you know, decided to pull him, which was, you know, I didn't see too many qualms about it online, um, and I don't think there should have been any. There's a point, you know, there's a lot of points here for for Miller. One, you know, six innings is good. That's exactly what the Dodgers need. Two, they had Ryan Yarbrough already, you know, ready to go warming up. He's a guy that was, you know, assuming everything went right, was going to finish the game. Kind of save the bullpen. We'll talk more about Yarbrough a little bit later. So, you know, point two there, point three. At that point, the Dodgers had taken a lead. So it was a little bit, you know, they weren't, you weren't trying to hold on to, I don't know if Dave Roberts would do this, but, you know, hold on, trying to get a win or something like that. Uh, They didn't have to worry about that. And then, you know, the other part is Dave Roberts talked about it before the game where someone asked them now with this lead in the division, you know, do you manage it a little bit differently the rest of the way? 
And Robert said, you know, essentially they're still trying to win every game. That's the plan. But he does say, we'll look at guys' workloads. We'll, you know, here and there do what we can uh, where we can. I think this was one of those things where, you know, Miller has six, like I said, six innings is good. He's already up to 75 innings on the year. Uh, the way that everything's going, he'll probably finish with at least 100 innings uh, before he gets to the postseason and depends what his role will be there. So one of those where it all kind of lined up for him to come out right there. And, and that was the right move. But in, in terms of Miller, like I said, 18 retired in a row after that first hit, four strikeouts, just the one walk. He, yeah, first hitter single, second hitter walk after that, retired 18 in a row. So it was good. And and this is now, you know, you look at Miller's season as a whole right now, and it looks pretty solid for, for a rookie, especially a guy that wasn't expected to maybe, well, definitely not expected to be up this long in the majors this year. If anything, we would have thought he'd be maybe making his debut around now, around this time, uh, heading into the final month of the season. So overall in the year, he's 7-2 and two with the 3-7 ERA, 75 innings pitched, 70 strikeouts, 1.17 whip. No, decent. But you look at his last seven starts, you cut that in half, and he's got a 3-1-6 ERA. 37 innings, 35 strikeouts, a 1.08 whip. So he's starting to round into form. His last two starts have been six innings, one run allowed total. He's starting to figure it out a little bit. And and figuring it out in the sense of this season specifically, because I do think with the stuff that he has, he'll eventually play up and have a little bit more strikeout stuff. Uh, he's not necessarily doing that right now. He had four strikeouts this game, four strikeouts the last game. But I think he's figuring out how to get outs, how to move around his pitches, how to sequence his pitches, uh, getting more comfortable, obviously, the, the longer he's out there. And he's looking good. You know, he's looking really good. He He's still, you know, he's still going to have growing pains, obviously, but he's starting to look like a guy that the Dodgers can count on the rest of this season and maybe into the postseason, you know, that's kind of really what what this next month and a half is going to be. Like, you know, what is Bobby Miller going to be to the Dodgers in October at this point? Because he's going to factor in somehow. And Dave Roberts, you know, earlier, maybe a few weeks ago, he had said, you know, he mentioned like Emmett Sheehan and Michael Grove and even Pepio, some guys that could come out of the pen for the Dodgers later in the year if they needed to. He didn't have Bobby Miller in that you know, in that space. So, you know, one that at that time it told me, okay, they're thinking of Bobby Miller as a starter, um, you know, and now are they thinking of him as a starter for the postseason? And, you know, right now we've talked about starting pitching, how everyone's kind of looking good and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, who, how many guys are you trusting above Bobby Miller right now? And, and you know, Kershaw is one for sure. Julio, if he continues the way he's been going, okay, yes, for sure. He has the track record. But then you get into, you know, Lance Lynn. We need to see more. Tony Gonsolin, even with, you know, Gonsolin's better start last one, I still don't trust him. And he's had struggles in the postseason already just because, you know, he he's the guy that doesn't rely on the strikeout. You know, neither does Miller, but Miller has the better, you know, better stuff overall. And Gonsolin, you know, we've seen it now a couple of times where it just hasn't worked out in the postseason. So, you know, Bob Miller could be a game three postseason starter, potentially. 
not I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I'm saying potentially that is what he projected. He pro, he can project as, uh, you know, at the very least a game four starter. Again, this is all contingent on a lot of things. Lance Lynn, the way he finishes out the season, if Walker Bueller some you know somehow makes it back and is uh, looks good enough in order to start a postseason game for the Dodgers, he might get some precedent there just because you know he's done it before. But you know Bobby Miller's worked his way and suddenly good. And, and after the game, Dave Roberts kind of the comparison to Walker Bueller is more in the sense of like the confidence, the swagger, the attitude, and a little bit of the stuff. Not so much, you know, Bobby Miller's a lot bigger guy than Walker Buehler. But yeah, I mean, he, he you can see him coming in and, and being on phase in, in a postseason start and just, you know, flashing that 100-mile-an-hour fastball and, you know, either shoving – or at least, you know, working his way out of things when he needs, you know, Walker Bueller, he he did give up that one home run to Ronald Acuna in his first start in the postseason. And the dot, you know, the Dodgers only lost in that series. But other than that, you know, we've remembered Walker Bueller had bases loaded against Atlanta in 2020 uh, and then OCS and he ended up, you know, getting out of it. And, and he's gotten out of big things before because he rear, he, he can reach back and get what he needs when he needs to. And he, you know, he's not scared. So I think Bobby Miller has that same mentality. So it's been fun to watch him progress this season. And I hope he continues to show what he's made of, show what he's capable of and, and, you know, earn a spot in October, which would be really fun to see him in October. So next part we're going to get into is the offense. The Dodger offense was quiet uh, and then it wasn't quiet. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Bunches. Download the Bunches app today. Locked on Dodger fans, we are here to tell you about a new app called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes description to join the app or go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. We're telling you you're going to love the conversation with with other Locked On Sports fans. Bunches is the place to go where sports fans chat. And we even have a Locked On MLB group chat on there. Go there now and connect with other baseball fans. Chat about your favorite team and keep up with the latest MLB news. If you have any questions about or comments about the episodes moving forward, you can chat about it in Locked On MLB Bunch on Bunches. Chat about the Dodgers every single day or, or other teams if you want to talk about that. So go check out bunches. We'll be on there, um, you know, and we'll be part of the the chat, and we'll we'll you know see what see what happens from there. We can talk during the games. We can talk about the episodes. We can talk about you know any questions, whatever. There, it's all there, right there for you in one app. So download the bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB bunch in the Discover tab. So go find that. You can click the link in the description. Uh, on YouTube or in the show notes today to join the Lockdown MLB Bunch community today. That's it. Go download Bunches. Yo, yo, yo. Vince here back to finish out the episode. And sorry, it's... Remember to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers Review Podcast and on YouTube and listen every day. Become a part of the everydayers. 
you can't join that exclusive club, it's, it doesn't cost anything. All you got to do is, is subscribe and join and listen. And that's all you got to do. Become an everydayer. Remember, SiriusXM or the SXM app is what you can use if you can't watch the Dodger game and you want to listen to the home broadcast. The home broadcast is available on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search Dodgers and you can listen. All right. So the offense yesterday uh, really looked bad the first time through. Combination of looked bad the first time through against Adrian Hauser and umpire was being a little generous and Hauser. The umpire was being a little generous in the sense, but Hauser was also pain. Like, I don't, you couldn't throw some of the pitches. You, you know, I don't think he was trying to throw them there. You couldn't throw some of the pitches that he was throwing because they were literally either like touching the strike zone by like a millimeter or, you know, literally right on the corner, uh, you know, at least based on what they show on, on the screen, obviously, or on the replays. So, he looked really good the first time through, and the Dodgers didn't did not touch him at all. Then they got to him fifth inning, they picked up a run, and, and then in the sixth inning, they just exploded for five runs and put the game out of reach. And you know, that's what I have on here on, the, on this little graphic. Like, is the Dodgers' offense inevitable? And I, this is, you know, again, inevitable in the sense of it's hard to beat them right now. There's not like a specific way to beat them. Earlier in the season, you could say, hey, you know what? If we throw a left-handed pitcher, that we're probably going to fare pretty well because they, they are not as good against left-handed pitching. But now they have the reinforcements from the deadline, Kike Rosario, and then the fact of everyone just kind of playing better. And, you know, it, it's they're not always going to score five, six runs, you know, and they're not always going to, you know, they're, they're going to get beat sometimes. But for the most part, the offense is inevitable that they're going to put some runs or at least put up a threat, uh, at least, you know, get some runners on base and, and they just be one hit away from from everything working out for them. So it, it's fun to watch, and especially in the moment, it was fun to watch. So, you know, you get into, you know, the fifth inning specifically was, you know, one of those where I think – Captures the Dodge offense in a different sense. So you got, you know, Peralta single to start the inning. Hayward ropes a double. So you got second and third. James Altman strikes out, and you're like, okay, now we got Miguel Rojas. The, the, and this is a thing, like, with Miguel Rojas, even if he's not good at hitting, which he has been a little bit better, but I'm saying, you know, overall, not the best hitter, but he puts the ball in play. So what does he do? He hits, you know, ground ball that's a little bit up the middle. Scores the run, he gets out, but scores a run RBI. You know, in years past, and this is kind of what we talked about yesterday when when someone asked the question about does this Todd's team strike out less? And you know, you have it right there, perfect. When second and third, nobody out, James Outman struck out, but then Miguel Rojas grounded out, got the run in. You know, and and that's all you need. Like you just need one person to get that run in. So did they still strike out? Yes, but did they also get the run in after that? Yes. So it, it worked out for them. Uh, but then, you know, you go to the sixth inning and, you know, it, it it's hard to remember because of everything that happened after. But that inning started with Will Smith busting it on a ground ball, throw, pulls Santana off the bag a little bit high, and Smith beats it by like this much. Like if you're watching on YouTube, you can see, but if you're not watching, like 
put your fingers really close together. That's how much Will Smith beat it by. And that doesn't happen if Smith, you know, jogs it out the box or, you know, and I'm not saying that there's not a time and place for jogging it out of, or, you know, conserving yourself, not hurting yourself, you know, whatever. But in that moment, you know, looking for a run, Will Smith runs it out, uh, you know, makes it a tougher play than it is, ends up, the throw ends up pulling Santana off the back, he ends up being safe. And then that just kind of opened the gates. After that, Max Muncy single, J.D. Martinez left a dent in the wall with the double, and then they change pitchers, they bring in a lefty, so the Dodgers switch out, um, and they pinch at Kike, you know, for Peralta, Kike singles, uh, they pinch it on Med Rosario for Hayward. Rosario ends up getting out, but then Outman singles, Rojas singles. They change the pitcher again. Mookie Betts singles, and then all of a sudden the Dodgers are up six one. And and you know, without a benefit of a home run, which is something that you know the Dodgers still hit a good amount of home runs. But for those that say, oh, you know, they shouldn't have focus on home runs. There's a lot of times they've had big innings without home runs and, and, and they've been able to, you know, sustain innings by putting the ball in play, by getting base hits and everything else. And I do think that's a little bit of a, you know, home runs are still good because home runs put runs guaranteed. And I don't, and I think the Dodgers relying on home run has been overblown in the past. I don't think it's been a matter of, you know they've they've all oh, they have they've always focused on the home run or whatever the case is, but I do think that it, it at this point the offense is in a spot where they can score runs in a few different ways, and one of those ways we saw the fifth inning they scored, they got the two hits they needed, they didn't get the big hit they needed, but they got the run in and they tied the game, and then you get to the next inning and you know you you beat out a ground ball. And then you start a string of hits, like hit, 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 you know, change pitcher, hit, hit, change pitcher, hit, hit. You know, it, it started a string of it. So the Dodgers offense, while it, it may not be as top heavy as it's been in the past, it is still top heavy in the sense, but the lineup is hard to get through. And and if Miguel Rojas, you know, Miguel Rojas is the guy that you're not worried about as much. He had two RBI last night, and one of those an RBI hit, and the other one was just putting the ball in play when you needed to. So, you know, it, other than nights right now when Austin Barnes is playing, and he even he's been better of late. Um, that's you know pretty low bar for him in terms of being better, but he has been better of late. Offense is hard to get through. They can you know go after. They can go after you in different ways. They can, you know, last night, Peralta and Hayward start the game. They came through to score the first run. And then, boom, later in the game, lefty comes in. Kike, come, Kike and Rosario come in. Kike ends up getting an RBI hit. You know, Rosario didn't get the hit. But either way, the the Dodgers were ready for whoever the they brought in from the bullpen. Because if it had been a righty, then you get Peralta and Hayward, who have been really, really, really good. And if it had been lefty, then you get, boom, Kike and Rosario. And because of the versatility, you know, there's not a lot of worry of who you bring in guys in for or what, you know, Peralta and Hayward are outfielders. You're bringing Kike and Rosario who aren't, you know, necessarily outfielders, but it doesn't matter because, you know, now you can put Mookie in the outfield and put one of those guys in the infield. And, you know, the versatility 
just makes this roster really, really, really strong. And, you know, the offense is obviously right now on a nine game win streak, the offense is going to look pretty good more than likely. And, and obviously, and that's the case right now, but I do think this offense can grind you out in different ways that, and I'm not, it's hard to be like, oh, you know, they grind you out in different ways. It's better than, you know, last year's offense. Last year's team 111 games in the offense was really good. I just think that there's different ways this Dodger team can beat you, and they've shown it right now. And, you know, that's not going to be guaranteed to happen the rest of the season, not going to be guaranteed to happen in October, but you feel a little bit better and a little bit more confident, especially with some of these guys hitting and knowing the roles, and it looks good, so. Ryan Yarbrough came and finished out the game and has provided the Dodgers some really good value since they got him at the deadline. That's what we're going to talk about next, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. eBay Motors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making every shirt making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time guaranteed after all it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply once again thank you for making lockdown dodgers your first listen of the day make sure to subscribe and listen every day and become a part of the everydayers. And remember, Sirius XM or the SXM app, you can use that to listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game. If you're not able to watch, all you got to do is search for Dodgers, search Dodgers on Sirius XM or the SXM app, and listen to the home broadcast for any game. Dodgers take on the Brewers again tonight. So if you can't watch, listen with Sirius XM or the SXM app. Now right, let's finish up <clears throat> talking about Ryan Yarbrough, who yesterday came in. Gets a three-inning save, closes out the game for the Dodgers, pitches the last three innings, gave, you know, came in, first batter he faced, gives up an absolute bomb to Carlos Santana. But after that, didn't didn't allow much else. And Yarbrough, this is now, you know, I, I'm on record as saying I would have I would like to see Yarbrough get a chance to start, but you know, they're running it the way they are right now with him and and I'm not going to say that it's wrong because he's been, you know, obviously playing the role pretty well. Uh, He's now made three appearances in those three appearances. He's thrown 10 and one third innings. He's given up two runs only. It's a one, seven, four ERA, just the five hits. Uh, has And the two runs have come off solo home runs. So as in the times he's come in, you know, I don't think he's. Uh, I don't remember. He's, I don't think he's come into any like close, close games. Or uh, I think the first game was closer uh, because he came in right off, right in, right after Michael Grove earlier in the game. But the other times he's come in and the game's already been there. But regardless, he's been great for the Dodgers. And, and you know, Dave Roberts talked about him a little bit, and 
you know, kind of what he does for this team and, and the length that he gives, the fact that he's able to go, you know, every four days, uh, and the way that it, it obviously it's beneficial the way this Dodger team is playing right now, because, you know, yesterday, had it been a close game, had it been a two, one game, you know, and Ryan Yarbrough, you're not planning on using Yarbrough to close out that game in a close game. And maybe you, you might be, but you can't guarantee that. So it's hard to put him in that situation like, okay, well, you know, he's going to come in and then we might only use him for any. And then you don't know how he's going to respond to that. When's he going to be able to throw again? You know, whatever the case. Well, Dave Roberts knows that, but I'm just saying in, in general, the situations he's been using have been per- like last night. Boom. Dodgers only need two pitchers. Now they have all their relievers for this game on Wednesday. And even if all their relievers throw on Wednesday, assuming they don't throw like more than 25 pitches, they have all their relievers for Thursday as well. And Thursday, you know, they're facing Corbin Burns. Might be a little bit of a closer game. Red's hard to come by. They might need that bullpen a little bit more. So the way he saves the bull or, or saves the bullpen on a given day uh, is very big. And then, you know, we talk about, we talked about the Dodgers deadline as a whole and, you know, overall right now, all the guys are performing you know, Kike or Zario, Lance Lynn, you know, Joe Kelly before he got hurt and, and now Yarbrough. And it wasn't, you know, I don't know when this movie came about. I, w- I would like to, you know, I don't know if, if Friedman will talk again or if this will ever, you know, be able to find out like, did Yarbrough come about because Rodriguez, Eduardo Rodriguez, you know, use his no trade clause or was Yarborough always kind of on the radar and it was going to be in addition to another starting pitcher they brought? <clears throat> the way they're using him, you know, made it seem like, okay, maybe, you know, we didn't get him to be a starter. And, and that's what it seems like. But he's just as beneficial as a starter right now. And it, it shows that there's a way you can see him being used in October in this in this sense, you know, if the if a Dodger starter goes six innings, five, six innings, and the game is even if the game's close, you can bring them in and you can still trust them. But if the game, you know, say the Dodgers offense puts up some runs and you got a six one game in in a postseason game, and now you got a guy that's gonna close out the game for you and save your arms. And you know, that's that's big. And especially for what we wanted coming out of the deadline was length or just innings in general. Lance Lynn's been able to give him that length. He's gone seven, six, and five in his three starts so far. Yarbrough's closed out a couple games and gone four and a third and the other one in the middle of the game. You know, the Dodger bullpen is more rested than it was before, and and they kind of need it right now because they got a couple guys down with Joe Kelly and Nancy Almonte and kind of how Roberts talked about before the game of, you know, finding ways to manage guys' workloads. I think that partially goes to the bullpen as well or or a big part of it because, you know, Freddie Freeman's going to play every day. Mookie Betts, for the most part, is going to play every day. You know, a lot of, maybe Will Smith will be the one guy and we'll have to see a little bit more Austin Barnes. But, like, you know, offensively, the guys get enough days rest or, you know, are part of some kind of platoon. And I think, you know, the starting pitching and the relievers is kind of where it's at. And, and Ryan Yarbrough is going to help out with that because, like I said, no Dodger relievers were you no real Dodger relievers were used on Tuesday because Yarbrough was able to close out that game. And whenever the Dodgers use him again next, it's probably going to be in a similar situation where he's going three, four innings uh, behind the starter 
and maybe closing out a game and saving the Dodgers in that day. Now, you know, I don't think they're going to attach him to anyone specific. Like this game, he was attached to to Bobby Miller. He came in after Michael Grove the other time. Uh, forget who he came in after in that other game when he closed it out. But he he's come in in like I said situations when they've needed him uh, to come through. And hold on, let me find this Rockies game. Well, the last oh Kershaw, he came in after Kershaw last week. So. <clears throat> And they can just find, hey, you know what? We're going to attach you to this guy today, and we're going to try to get through this game with just two pitchers. And that's a benefit for the Dodgers, and that's a big win. So, you know, while the do- while the deadline didn't have the big, big, big name we were looking for, they found guys to fit roles that they needed, and Ryan Yarbrough has fit that role that we've needed. And it's been, you know, I don't know, fun to watch. He's one of those guys where it's fun because you're like, you know, he throws high 80s. And he mixes stuff around. And if you're somebody who throws, you know, or plays or, you know, throws around that, you know, maybe you're like, oh, I hit 85 in high school. You're just, oh, man, maybe I did have a chance. But you probably didn't. But sorry to tell you. But Ryan Yarbrough is doing it. So it's fun to watch. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to subscribe and listen every day and become an everydayer. It's a great club to be a part of, and you can feel a sense of pride by being an everydayer. Remember, SiriusXM or the SXM app is there for you if you want to listen to the home broadcast for any game. All you got to do is search for Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91, and you can find Locked on Dodgers on Twitter or Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. You can send me or Jeff a DM right now uh, while Twitter DMs are being weird. So go do that if you want to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-LOCK. That's 5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, text smart device play podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.